The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. We talked to you guys yesterday about George Klyovkov visiting SMU, the commissioner of the Pac-12 on the ground in Dallas, was going to be in attendance for the SMU Temple game Wednesday night, which ended up being win for the Mustangs over one of the team, one of the league's top schools. And I just want to kind of share some of the initial feedback and some of the intel around where things stand coming off the visit. Traded some late night texts with some sources. Multiple people are telling me that, I mean, to whittle it all down to something very simple, everything went really well uh, on the visit uh, to campus. George Klyovkov was joined by several Pac-12 officials um, to check out SMU. Uh, they visited with RGL Turner, Turner uh, uh, Athletic Director Rick Hart, um, Chairman of the Board of Trustees David Miller. They were all around the top SMU brass at the basketball game as well. Um, after doing some tours around the campus uh, during the day, having some meetings, um, going through some of that um, process, which has been ongoing for months and months and months now between the two sides. Um, as we've reported, you know, at multiple points, this has been an ongoing discussion with SMU, Pac-12, Big 12, ACC. And coming off of this visit, it looks like a strong possibility that SMU is indeed headed west uh, to join the Pac-12. We haven't been giving, given any indication that a formal invitation has been doled out. I, I still think a lot of that hinges on media rights negotiations that are ongoing with the Pac-12 and different media partners. We've discussed those, but it's kind of rehash. You know, streaming is a huge component of this. And, you know, one source reiterated to me last more than ever if you're going to go into that streaming part of it you have to have inventory you can point to the nhl giving espn plus plenty of inventory uh, when they picked up that aspect of the deal now you look at amazon entering the mix they need inventory as they potentially to uh streaming that's been the rumored um partner on this uh for the pack 12 in a, in a large sense so if you're gonna go in that direction you need more schools. And that is why it's becoming apparent that the Pac-12 is at least going to invite two schools to join. The favorites to do that uh, or to be those picks are SMU and SDSU, San Diego State, of course, giving them a foothold in the Southern California and Dallas-Fort Worth TV markets. But I'll say this, when it comes to streaming, it's a little bit different, of course, you're almost not as concerned as much with TV sets as much as you are with inventory from the schools themselves and the number that you of events that you can bring to the table, which would then get people to, of course, watch on your platform, whether that is live or whether that is you know by replay as well. And, you know, one thing that 
we saw when SMU is a part or, or is a part of ESPN Plus, and they did this when Sunny Dykes and that video staff was here, is kind of a behind the scenes, you know, uh, I think it was the Hilltop, you know, see, uh, week by week. And when it comes to streaming and some of those things, I think that is something that's valuable that you could look at the Pac-12 kind of bringing back a little bit more. They have the Pac-12 network. They have some of these um, resources in place to do some of that. I think when you look at trying to piece this all together, I think in-house content is something that you're going to want if you're a media partner in this deal with the Pac-12 and to do it at a, in a repackaged way than what the Pac-12 network tried to do. Um, but it comes down to football and it comes down to football games. And the Pac-12 certainly needs at least two, two more schools involved in this next uh, media rights deal. Um, this is going to be, I think, something that could move relatively quickly. And what I mean by that is I would, I would categorize this as, as if the PAC 12 could agree to a new media rights deal, which, which would involve two new schools. If they could agree to that deal within the next weeks, I would say that would be moving relatively quick. When you have this, line to walk with two new schools potentially coming on board, them having to get their exits involved uh, in order, not necessarily for 2023 or anything like that, but just their, the timing of all of it. it. There's a lot of balls in the air in terms of juggling that. But I will say that when you look at how they're going to get this media rights deal done, that is what needs to take priority is having those schools at least on paper, in the mix for this TV contract. And I'm sure, obviously, lawyers can work out something where, you know, if they aren't involved, you know, in the deal, in the end, it's, you know, null and void or something like that. But they have to get all the schools involved, agreed to, and, and come up with that number and come up with um, what this deal looks like, which would heavily involve Amazon from what we're kind of hearing. So, when it comes to that timing, I'm not trying to put that in stone that quickly is going to happen because if there's one thing we've learned about the Pac-12 media rights negotiations is that they've been anything but quick. We've said for a while that we didn't expect them to move quickly. Um, what, you know, Back in August, people were saying by the football season, they needed to have it done. And then it was by signing date. And well, these things just haven't moved quickly. And I think that's why we've seen them turn the heat up more so on adding two schools and taking priority to get those schools involved because they see where these negotiations are going as far as what the media partners will want, and that is inventory. And so when you look at SMU and SDSU, how do they get them in with the media rights deal and, and how do they get them into the conference? It's kind of two separate things that have to happen at the same time in this sense, which is difficult to do. So it could very well be something that leaks out that SMU and SDSU are going and then they'll finalize the media rights deal in the coming weeks. And then a formal announcement would come far beyond that. We've seen a lot of the formal announcements for these moves, um, you know, take a little bit of a, of time to, um, you know, be put together. But um, I would say if, if we don't see a, a, 
a move being finalized in the next two to three weeks, then it's going to maybe set off some red flags as, okay, what is going on? They have what they're needing, which is two schools that want to be in inventory in place. If that doesn't happen, is there anything going on behind the scenes? Are the big 12 is the big 12, you know, trying to, you know, figure out if SMU is, is a school that they do need to, in fact, go after to stop the Pac-12 from um, entering the state of Texas. That's something that, you know, we reported it on three on Wednesday being a piece of this. Um, and it's certainly in the in the back of the minds of the Pac-12 leadership or the Big 12 leadership that if the Pac-12 can get into Texas, you know, how does that help recruiting for them? How does that help? Uh, their overall brand, obviously the Big 12 does have that strong foothold in the state, but they've already allowed the SEC now to take the two flagship schools and they're, you know, on the verge of, you know, losing another school that does have a strong bit of history in this state as far as a football school goes. So it's going to be something that's very interesting to see. I will say this, I was talking with a source about this um either Tuesday or, or Wednesday. And there's a thought that SMU would not need a partner to kind of keep team, uh, you know, number of teams even or not when it comes to joining the big 12, it would be just a move that can just happen without a partner. So I think that's something to keep in mind when it comes to the big 12, I'm not saying that SMU would be a one-off ad um, or if it's even trending that way. I think there are a lot of things that have to happen for that to get to that point. Um, but I don't think with the Big 12, you'd see any sort of you know public display like we saw with the Pac-12 because of that long history of the Big 12 and SMU talking. They've, you know, the Big 12 interviewed SMU. They ran them through uh, their whole um, run through back when realignment was was major back in, I guess, 2013, 2014 was that that major run where. Um, back at our prior stop, we were reporting on that really heavily on the ground uh, as interviews were going on. And then obviously in the last round of expansion, SMU wasn't a huge factor um, when it came to the Big 12 and um, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston and BYU ending up going there. But they did have discussions. They know where they stand uh, in terms of that, I feel like. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if the Big 12 does try to make a move here and what that looks like um, when it comes to trying to, if they choose to stop the Pac-12 from entering Texas. So um, obviously if SMU did get to the Pac-12, that would take them off the table for years to come in terms of, you know, the Big 12 potentially wanting to end up adding them because the Big 12 does have television sets involved. So SMU doesn't bring many eyes to the table in terms of that but they can certainly help in terms of TV times and time slots, making sure the Big 12 has a larger share or slightly larger share of uh, those time slots because the time slots for the Pac-12 will now change if, in fact, SMU does get into the Pac-12. So before I kind of sum up kind of where I see things overall and where I truly see this trending for SMU, I do want to remind you guys to subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. $10 for a month gets you on board. 
Big, big, big news uh, that we're following as the Pac-12 continues to consider realignment. Um, check out, we now have two pieces, one pre-visit, one post-visit as far as where things stand. Tons of details on there that subscribers are, uh, quite frankly, eating up. So um, please subscribe. And uh, if you are listening to this on Thursday, reminder, if you get off work, you want to go grab a beer, uh, we'll be at Inwood Tavern um, on Thursday night. For our subscriber meetup, if you're not a subscriber, let me know, and uh, you know I'll give you the pitch as to why uh, you should subscribe to the site. So, um, Inwood Tavern Thursday night, the uh, the on the Pony Express latest subscriber meetup. So, uh, come join a bunch of SMU fans. Uh, I think we have probably at least 20, 25 uh, subscribers already locked in to uh, take over Inwood for a bit. So that'll be fun. Now, when it comes to what's next here for SMU. They have put their best foot forward. They, they have worked so many different angles on this when it comes to realignment from leagues to consultants that they've had, like Oliver Luck um, being heavily involved. They've had President Turner meeting with people. They've had Rick Hart. David Miller has really made this a huge priority for himself to get SMU across this finish line and into the Pac-12. He knows what it would mean to SMU. We saw it last night. You saw that potential. I mean... That was an SMU Temple game. Imagine if it is, you know, an SMU Oregon, SMU Arizona, those type of basketball games. Obviously, SMU has a lot of work to do on the court despite the win to get to making that a fun atmosphere. But just having that ability to have it, I think, stood out as far as, hey, this was almost a celebration of sorts that SMU is going to go to the Pac-12. It's really weird to kind of think about because of how public it ended up being. And if it doesn't happen, I mean, obviously you go back to the drawing board and 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 things I feel like would really have to fall apart here or some something big, some other monumental shift in college athletics would have to happen to kind of stop this progress that SMU has made. So just keep that in mind as far as a uh, qualifier, I guess. But SMU sits in a terrific spot right now. They have invested so much into facilities and their athletics department programs to be poised to make this step and make this step into a bigger league and, and one at a higher level and, and to have them be in kind of a seamless transition. And what would only change is travel, which of course would be interesting to see how that works out, but um, you know, money, money into the athletic department um, and eyes overall on the university would obviously change. Um, and I think this would really revitalize if there are any, casual not any but if they're for the casual fan out there you know i've it, you have moments across covering smu um and of course i went to smu so very much um have you know friends and and people that are um you know concerned about smu in my life and this is one of those moments where my phone has not stopped blowing up um and people are excited people are texting people go to the game last night you know, on wednesday when they didn't really, um, you know, need to um, go. And, and in that sense, they they haven't had that in their back of their mind to go. But because the Pac-12 commissioner was there, people ended up going. So it's pretty cool to see that type of excitement. And I think it's a precursor to if this move does happen, the type of excitement we're going to see around the SME program, both football, basketball, uh, multiple different levels here. I mean, people you know, love the idea of planning all those trips out West, see some different places and things like that. 
I think it's going to be really, really cool if SMU does get in, obviously. It's huge for the program. It's huge for the school. Um, and right now, what I can share with you guys, is, as far as my gut feeling on this, is I do think it moves relatively quickly. And I've been kind of hesitant to say that. And, you know, throughout my reporting of this, I've been pretty adamant that things are moving slow for the Pac-12 when when others might, you know, be saying they got to get on this. So they are getting on it and they are going to move quickly. It hasn't been that way for the Pac-12. And quite frankly, talking with people, it's because of just kind of the position the Pac-12 has put themselves in with their TV rights negotiations. And they've done this over the past few years. I mean, if there's a concern with the Pac-12 as far as going there, it's how they've managed their TV partnerships and and media rights. Um, It's kind of been a train wreck. You know, to be branded as Pac-12 after dark, and empty stadium picks, it, it just kind of is rough, um, you know, for the league. And I feel like that does speak to the overall interest out there. Um, for the most part, you know, I think Oregon is is one that stands out as, you know, a place that really um, uh, wouldn't be included in that. I think, you know, Wazoo and, and UW are, are kind of uh, apart from that. Uh, but other than that, I mean, there are some schools that really struggle as far as interest um, and part of it's on the field play and part of it's just overall, you know, just, you know, kind of apathy, but this is, this would be a win for SMU. You know, this is a, this is a moment in SMU history that if it gets across the finish line, people will remember. And I think it would be that final kicking down the door of putting the pass behind you. And we've seen SMU embrace the past, which is really, really important. But now it's that charting of the course um, to what what could very well be um, a truly relevant and high-level athletics uh, department and programs and, and sports because it is so vital now to be in a Power 5 conference. And SMU has played its cards this round very, very well. So my gut tells me this moves relatively quickly now that we've had public visits by George Klyovkov to both SDSU and SMU. They've been you know, blown out of the water. It's, it's not been a secret. Um, SMU did very well on the visit. And I feel like now they've got to put that nail in the coffin as far as media rights goes. I do think it moves quickly. And then from there, they'll get into negotiations as far as exit. And um, you know, the future, but coming off the visit, everything I'm hearing, I, I would say it's a very strong possibility. SMU has you know, made its mark and will be in the Pac-12 at some point. Uh, how all that works out, I'm not there yet on as far as what it would look like, but it's trending very much in the right direction, which is all you can ask for if you're an SMU fan. So with that, guys, just kind of kind of wanted to run down some of the things I was hearing for you guys coming off the visit. We will have our latest spring football position preview podcast on Friday as well. Um, And we'll try to fit in some mailbag questions if I haven't answered them between um, the last two podcasts. Most of them are realignment related. So uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you, guys. We have hit 500. We have crossed that mark. Now let's keep going. Let's get this thing to 1,000 and and keep growing this. It's, It's been a lot of fun putting this channel together and seeing it grow. Um, and I'm excited for what's next with it. So please keep subscribing to OnThePonyExpress.com. $10 a month gets you inside scoop 
uh, you won't get on the YouTube channel. Uh, appreciate all you guys who have done that. We've seen a bunch of people sign up in the last few days. So welcome to the site. Appreciate all you guys who, li uh, who listen out there and looking forward to seeing a lot of friendly faces uh, tonight at our subscriber meetup. So thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast. And we will catch you guys next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.